Welcome back. It's time for chapter three from the original adventures of Hank the Cowdog. Chapter three is titled An Enormous Monster. Remember, there's been a killing at the hen house and we're still investigating what's going on there. So let's just get right into it. I debated for a long time about what to do next. Should I hide out and play it safe or go on down to the chicken house and get blamed for something that wasn't my fault? Curiosity got the best of me, and I trotted down to see what was going on. Drover was already there when I arrived, wagging his stub tail and trying to win a few points with his loyal dog routine. I walked up to him and said, out of the corner of my mouth, uh, thanks for all the help this morning. I really appreciate it. I think he missed the note of irony because he said, and I mean with a straight face, he said, that's okay, Hanky. It wasn't nothing. Dang right it wasn't nothing. Loper was kneeling over the hen, studying the signs. Sally Mae stood nearby, looking mighty unhappy about the dead chicken. Loper pushed his hat to the back of his head and stood up. His eyes went straight to me and Drover. Only when I glanced around, I noticed that Drover had disappeared. It was just me, standing in the spotlight. Hank, if you hadn't been out barking all night, you might have prevented this. Why do we think we'd keep you around here? I hung my head and tucked my tail. Do you have any idea how much it costs to keep you dogs around here? Seems that every time I turn around, I'm having to buy another 50-pound sack of dog food. That stuff's expensive. Maybe this ain't the time or place to argue the point, but just for the record, let me say that co-op dog food is the cheapest you can buy. I don't know what they make it out of. Holes, straw, sawdust, anything the pigs won't eat, and then they throw in a little grease to give it a so-called flavor. Tastes like soap, and about half the time it gives me an upset stomach. The point is, I wasn't exactly eating the ranch into bankruptcy. Thought I ought to throw that in just to give a more balanced view of things. Loper went on. We can't afford to keep you dogs around here if you're going to let this sort of thing go on. Everybody has to earn his keep on the ranch. I don't want this to happen again. What did he suppose I wanted? Sometimes I just don't understand. Oh, well. He picked up the dead chicken by the feet carried it down in the trash barrel. I got to admit that I watched this with some interest, since it had occurred to me that there wasn't any much of us could do for the dead chicken. The more I thought about chicken dinner, the more my mouth watered. Couldn't get it off my mind. I like chicken about as well as any food you can name. Has a nice clean taste, except for the feathers. Feathers are pretty tasteless, if you ask me, and they kind of scrape when they go down. Sure was hungry for chicken, but I decided against it. Wouldn't look too good if I got caught eating the murder victim after all the trouble I'd gotten into that day. I tried to concentrate on the scene of the crime. I studied it again, went over the ground and sniffed it out. Nothing. No clues. No tracks. No scent. Could have been a coyote, a coon, a skunk, a badger, or even a fox. But there was one thing I was sure of. It wouldn't happen again, not while I was in charge of security. Not as long as I could still stand up and fight for the ranch. I saw Drover peek his head out of the machine shed. Get some sleep, son, told him. Tonight we throw up a double guard and we could get ourselves into some combat. We slept till dark. When the moon came up, we went out on patrol and made several laps around headquarters. Everything was quiet. Off in the distance, <clears throat> we heard a few coyotes, but they weren't anywhere close. It must have been after midnight when Drover said his feet hurt. He wanted to rest a while. I left him in front of the chicken house, told him to sound the alarm if he saw anything unusual. I went on down and checked at the corral, made the circle around the place, ended up back at the chicken house about a half hour later. I thought I'd drop in unannounced and check on Drover, make sure he was taking care of business. As I sneaked up, I could see him in the moonlight. His ears were perked. 
He'd take about two steps and pounce on something with his front paws. Then he'd take two more steps and pounce again. He wasn't paying a lick of attention to the chicken house. Guy could have driven a truck in there, loaded up all the hens, and been gone before Drover got the news. I walked up behind him. What are you doing? He screeched and headed for the machine shed. I called him back. He came out looking around with bigger eyes. Is that you, Hank? Uh-huh. What were you doing? Uh, me? Uh, nothing. It was then I saw the toad frog jump. Playing with a toad frog on guard duty? When we got a murderer running around here? He hung his head and went to wagging that stub tail of his. I got bored, Hank. Sit down, son. Me and you need to have a serious talk. He sat down and I marched back and forth in front of him. Drover, I'm really disappointed in you. When you came to this ranch, you said you wanted to be a cow dog. I had misgivings at the time. I mean, you didn't look like a cow dog, but I took you on anyway and tried to teach you the business. Can you imagine how it breaks my heart to come up here and find you playing with a dadgum toad frog? His, Hanks, his head sank lower and lower and he started to sniffle. If you'd gone into any other line of work, playing with a frog would be all right, but a cow dog is something special. You might say, we're the elite. We have to be stronger, braver, and tougher than any brand of dog in the world. It's a special calling, Drover, and it ain't for the common run of mutts. He started crying. Drover, there's only one thing that keeps you from being a good cow dog. What, what, what is it, Hank? You're worthless. Oh, no. Don't say it. It hurts too much. But it's true. I've tried to be patient. I've tried to teach you. I've tried to be a good example. I know, but it hasn't worked. You're just as worthless today as you were the first time I saw you. Oh, you're just a chicken-hearted little mutt is what you are, and I don't think you'll ever be a cow dog. Yes, I will, Hank. I just need some time. Sorry about that. But it's true. I've tried to be patient. I've tried to teach you. I've tried to be a good example. I know, but it hasn't worked. You're just as worthless as you were the first time I saw you. Oh, you're just a chicken-hearted little mud is what you are, and I don't think you'll ever make a cow dog. Yes, I will, Hank. I just need some time. Nope. Duty's duty. I got no choice but to let you go. He broke down and sobbed. Oh, Hank, I got no place to go. No friends. No family. No one wants a chicken-hearted mud. Give me just three more chances. Can't do it, Drover. Sorry. Two more? Nope. One more? I paced back and forth. It was the most difficult decisions of my career, and I didn't want to rush into it. All right, one more chance. But one more dumb stunt, and you're finished. And I mean forever. Now dry your eyes, shape up, pay attention to your business, and concentrate on being unworthless. Okay, Hank. He started jumping up and down and going around in circles. You won't be sorry. No more frogs for me. I'll guard that chicken house. I'll give my life if necessary. That's the spirit. I'm going to make the rounds again. If you see anything suspicious, give a holler. I started off on my rounds and left him sitting in front of the chicken house door. I was down at the feed room checking for coons when I heard him sound the alarm. I turned on my incredible speed and went tearing up the hill. I have several speeds, don't you see? Slow, normal, and incredible. I saved the last one back for special emergencies. When I turn on the incredible speed, I appear as a streak of color moving across the ground. Anything that gets in my way gets knocked aside, often destroyed. And I'm not talking about little stuff either. I mean trees, posts, big rocks, you name it. As I was streaking up the hill, I met Drover. Hank, I've seen him. He's up there. Oh, my gosh. I had to slow down. Give me a description. Big, Hank. And I mean big, huge, enormous, black and white, 
gigantic tail that whistles through the air, long pointed tongue that flips out at you, and horns grown out of his head. Good grief, I whispered. What is it? It's a monster, Hank! A genuine monster! I stopped to think it over. I'd never tangled with a monster before. You think I can whip him? I don't know, Hank, but if anybody can, it's you. You're right. Okay, here's the plan. I'll go in the first wave and make the first contact. We'll hold you in reserve. If I holler for, help, holler for help, you come run and get in there with them teeth of yours and bite something. Got that? I got it. I took a deep breath. Endrover, if I don't come back from this one, you'll have to go on without me. Take care of the ranch and be brave. It's kind of a touching moment, me and Drover standing there in the moonlight just before the big battle. I said goodbye and loped up the hill. I stopped and peered into the gloom. At first I couldn't see anything, but then my eyes fell on a huge shadowy thing standing right in front of the chicken house door. Drover hadn't exaggerated. It was a horned monster, all right, and he was fixing to bust down the door and start killing chickens. I didn't have a moment to waste. It was now or never, me or him, glory or death. I bared my fangs and attacked. First contact was made only after a matter of seconds I launched the attack. The monster must have heard me coming because he kicked the tar out of me and sent me rolling. I leaped up again and charged a bit. This time I made it through, sank my teeth into him, gave him a ferocious bite. He slung me around, but I hung on. He was big, all right, big as a house. I figured he stood, oh, 14 feet tall at the shoulder. He had three eyes, a long forked tongue, and a tail with deadly stingers on the end of it. Also horns that glowed in the dark. And tusks. Did I mention that? Big long tusks growing out of the side of his mouth. The kind that could rip a dog to shreds. Green slobber dripped out of his mouth and his eyes were red. It was a fight to the death. Come on, Drover, attack! I set up a howl to alert the house. I'd need all the help I could get. I'll give Drover credit. He came tearing out of the weeds, yapping at the top of his lungs, and got within three feet of the monster before he veered off and headed for the machine shed. The lights came on down at the house. The door slammed and I heard Loper running toward me. I hoped he had the gun. I was getting beat up and tired. I wasn't sure I could keep up the fight much longer. The gun exploded, lit up the night. The monster ran and I started after him, ready to give him the coup de grasse, as we say. But Loper called me back. I figured he didn't want to risk losing the head of range security, which seemed pretty sensible to me. So I went back to him, limping on all four legs at once because they all hurt, and so did everything else. Wagging my tail, I went up to him ready for a reward. I didn't get no reward. To make a long story short, Drover had sent me into a battle against the milk cow, and I got cursed for it. I thought very seriously about terminating Drover. I mean his life, not his job, but I couldn't find him in the machine shed, so I dragged my battered carcass down to the gas tanks and curled up on my gunny sack bed. I could have sworn that was a monster. Chapter 4 next week will be called The Boxer.